So let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you, Lord, and we ask on this day of Pentecost that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power on this day of Pentecost. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Now back when this story that we just read in Acts chapter 2 happened about 2,000 years ago, Pentecost was a festival that was celebrated. It was a festival of harvest. It was a, a celebration that would occur 50 days after the Passover when the Jewish community would get together and they would celebrate the harvest. They would give thanks to God for the harvest and the bountiful harvest. It's called Pentecost because that Pentecost meaning 50 and also it's called Shavuot. It's still celebrated today in the Jewish tradition. And so this Pentecost was something that they did every year. Every year all of the people would gather together and celebrate the harvest. This happened every single year and yet this year was different. This was the first Pentecost since Jesus had died and rose again. And on this Pentecost, everything was a little bit different. But before we talk about why everything was different, let's back up just a little bit. So right now this morning, we read from the book of Acts, which is Luke's second book. Luke actually wrote two books. First, he wrote the Gospel of Luke, and then he wrote Acts chapter, or it, Acts the whole entire book. He didn't just write chapter two. Then he wrote the book of Acts of the the apostles. And so the first book is the gospel that's all about Jesus, and then the Acts of the Apostles follows it. Well, let's rewind in Luke's books. Let's, let's take a moment to rewind to the beginning of the gospel of Luke, to the third chapter of the gospel of Luke. And as we look at the third chapter of the gospel of Luke, we are going to find John, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist in the third chapter of the Gospel of Luke is baptizing people in the Jordan River, and he's baptizing people with the baptism of repentance. But as he's baptizing everyone, he says, I baptize you with water, but one who is greater than I am is coming, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And now let's fast forward back to what we just read. Let's fast forward back to what we just read in Acts chapter 2. And as we read from Acts chapter 2, we notice that on the day of Pentecost, all of the disciples are together. They're all gathered together in a house. They're not expecting anything to happen. They know that Jesus has promised them some things, but they've learned just to trust even if they don't know what's going to happen. And so they're all just gathered in the house, and then suddenly there is this, this whoosh of violent wind. I like that sound, whoosh, you know, this whoosh of violent wind that comes through the house, and this violent wind just makes its way through the house. And as this wind makes its way through the house where the disciples are. They are all baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. All of them are baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, but then that's not it. It's not just the Holy Spirit that, that blesses them in this way, but then something happens. Then suddenly on top of their heads, there is something resting on top of their heads. Who knows what that thing was that's resting on the top of their heads? fire, flames of fire. Let's get back into our minds. What did we learn from Luke chapter 3? In Luke chapter 3, John said that, we, that the disciples, that all of us really would be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So when we're sitting here wondering why in the world is there, are there flames of fire resting on these disciples' heads, have you ever asked yourself that question? 
I know I have. It's because that's what, what John said was going to happen. And then we might even ask, well, why in the world would there be fire resting on the disciples' heads, yet they're not being consumed? I think it's a good question. Why is fire resting on their heads? Let's think for a moment. Let's go way back in the Bible. Let's go back to Moses. Remember when Moses has an experience with God in front of a bush. Can anybody tell me what's going on with that bush? That bush is on fire. Ah, you guys are so smart. I love it. The bush is on fire. So why are there flames of fire on top of the disciples' heads? Because that's, I think, one reason. It's, yeah, God. It's God saying, this is me. This power that you guys are being blessed with, this isn't just some like force of wind coming through the house that you could maybe explain away, but God wants the disciples to know this is me. This is God doing this to you. I'm making this evident with these flames basically coming out of all of your heads. I'm making this evident through the fire. And so all of the disciples, they are baptized with the Spirit and with fire. And then they're given the ability to speak other languages. It's not something that they needed to do. They, they were going to be able to speak to everybody and, and they could communicate with everybody. But God wanted this to be clear to everyone, that this was an act of God, that this was not just some weird thing that was happening, but this was an act of God. And so all of the disciples were given the ability to speak other languages, like actually other languages, the languages from the, where the people were originally from, languages that they could understand. The disciples were given the ability to speak other languages which I'm telling you makes me really jealous of the disciples. I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, man, do you know how many years I studied French and still I even lived in the country and still if I have to speak to somebody in French sometimes I, I get all hot and sweaty and a little bit nervous. I actually had a dream, maybe more of a nightmare, about it the other day where I was anxious because I had to speak to somebody in another language. That's what happens, but not these disciples. These disciples, man, how lucky were they? They just were instantly able to speak other languages and they went out and they started speaking and they started preaching so let's rewind again because we have to do a lot of rewinding to understand what's happening on this day of Pentecost let's rewind to when Jesus was still with them Jesus said that even though he was leaving he would never leave them alone Jesus said he would never leave them or forsake them he would not abandon them but instead he said that he would leave with them a paraclete a power of the Holy Spirit he would leave with them an advocate and that advocate would give them the words that they needed to speak that's specifically what jesus said so now let's fast forward again back to the day of pentecost as we're on the day of pentecost peter who is not one who's known for his preaching abilities peter gets up and he starts preaching he starts preaching and teaching everybody about the deeds and the power of god Peter gets up and preaches a sermon that sounds a lot more like Jesus than it does like Peter. It's reminiscent of some of Jesus' sermons. He gets up and he starts to preach and he teaches everybody about the powers and the deeds of God that have been done through Jesus and were now being done through the Holy Spirit. And as we continue to read, I wasn't going to keep you forever. I even have to keep this short because of these amazing young men right here. But uh, as, as we read through Acts, we realize what we learn about the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is a gift that is with us. 
The Holy Spirit is the gift of God that is with us always until the end of time. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God that God gives us, that blesses us, and is with us always. We are never without the presence of God. Now I'm going to look at you guys right now. We are never without the presence of God. This is a big deal today. We have our confirmants who are taking their faith upon themselves. This is a big deal, and we're so proud of you. Aren't you guys so proud of them? I'm so proud of them. It is such a big deal. But here's the thing that all of us adults know out here. Life isn't easy. It's not easy. Any adult want to tell me that life's easy? Anybody? Just, just check in. Anyone out here want to tell me life's easy? I'm seeing a whole bunch of no's and no yeses. Life isn't easy. It's full of so many ups and downs. It's full of so many hurdles. It's, it's full of times when you're, you might crash and fail. How Adults, do me a favor. Who here has ever crashed and failed in their life? Keep your hands up if you've ever crashed and failed more than once. I mean, yeah, it happens. We all crash and fail. Life is full of all sorts of ups and downs. It gets messy. It gets bumpy. But here's the thing that you need to know. All of us, we need to know this too, but right now I'm really looking at these guys. Here what we need, here's what we need to know. You are never alone. The Holy Spirit is always with you. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. You always have the power of God nearby. All you have to do is ask. Ask God to bless you. Ask God to give you strength, and God will always, always, always be there for you. Now, I'm going to tell you about two stories. The first story I'm going to tell you about is a fictional story. It's a fictional story written by somebody named Susan Fleener. Now, there's this fictional story where there's a shark and there's a whale swimming in the ocean. And this shark and this whale are swimming in the ocean, and the shark has this really big question. The shark wants to know where the ocean is. And so the shark swims up to the whale and says to the whale, um, Whale, you're older and wiser than I am. Can you tell me where the ocean is? And the whale says, Shark, it's all around you. But Shark says, No, that's not the ocean. I've heard about this ocean. I want to know where the ocean is. Tell me where the ocean is. And the whale's like, You're in it. You're in the ocean right now. It's, it's all around you. But the shark didn't believe the whale. And so he swam off constantly in search of the ocean. Now here's the thing. We have the Holy Spirit always with us. Always with us. The Holy Spirit never leaves us. It never abandons us. But, but we get, had to ask God when we want the Holy Spirit to bless us. And there might be times where we might be walking through life thinking that the Holy Spirit isn't present, thinking that God is absent. There are people who don't experience God in this world. I'm here to tell you that God is always with you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are never alone. God is always with you, always surrounding you, always the Holy Spirit is always with you. You're like always swimming through an ocean of Holy Spirit at all times. And there's, of course, people who are always trying to, to find more. There's people who are, who are like that shark, always looking for more. They're like that shark, always searching for something but never finding it. And so they, they, want, they think that maybe they can be fulfilled with, with more of something because they're missing the power of the Holy Spirit within them. So they try to get more and more. They try to get more money, but, but more money never satisfies them. So they try more and more, and they're never satisfied. They, they try to get more exhilarating experiences, more and more, but that more never satisfies because there's only one thing that can satisfy our souls. 
And that one thing, adults, anybody want to tell me what that one thing that can satisfy our souls is? God. And God gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. And that power is always with us. It's like how, as I used my dogs, most of you guys who are new here, yes, I'm completely quirky and weird. I'm just going to warn you now. So yes, my dogs have... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently the whole church is quirky and weird because that makes them clap. So it's who we are. But anyway, so we're a little bit different here. But as the dogs tried to teach you guys today, that the Holy Spirit kind of does give us power. When we tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, sometimes we're able to do things that nothing else can explain. I'm going to tell you another story. So when I was in seminary, I had a bunch of friends that were military chaplains. And this one friend who was a military chaplain, all of them, I think, pretty much had been in the military before they went to seminary to become military chaplains. And so he was doing an exercise where he, had, he and all these people in his unit or whatever as they were training, his training group, they were all uh, carrying backpacks full of sand. And they had to like march somewhere with these backpacks, heavy backpacks full of sand. And so they're, they're marching with these heavy backpacks that are just, you know, chuck full of sand. And then the worst thing happens, then it starts raining. Isn't that life? You're doing something hard, and then it starts raining. Again, guys, I, it's, it's sad, but it's true. Sometimes you're going through something hard, and then it starts raining. Well, that's what happened for these young men. They were doing a hard task, carrying these heavy bags full of sand, and then it started to rain. And what happens to sand when it gets wet? It gets heavy, heavier, and heavier and heavier. And finally, this, this friend of mine, I mean, he was strong, but he was at his wit's end. He, he stopped and he sat down. And he said, I don't know that I can go on. And so to the others, they, they're like, we don't know that we can keep doing this. We don't know that we can go on any further. But then my friend, I mean, now he's a chaplain, so he, he's a faithful friend. So he started to pray and he said, God, you said you'd never abandon me. God, you said you'd never leave me. God, give me strength. Give me the power of the Holy Spirit to, to push through this. And so he prayed and he prayed. And then the next thing that he knew, he found the strength to be able to stand up. And then he found the strength to continue to march on. And that strength was, was within him. And before he knew it, it felt like the bag was getting lighter and lighter as the Holy Spirit was giving him strength. And, and so then he turns to the others and he starts to encourage them. And he starts to pray for them. And he starts to just be there with them and encourage them until eventually all of them finish this exercise. Because sometimes life is hard. Sometimes you're going through a hard time and then it starts raining and life gets heavier. But the Holy Spirit is always with us, always right there. All you got to do is ask God to bless you. And God is so good. This is what another thing I want you guys to know. Our God is so good even when this world is not. Our God is so good even when this world can sometimes be a painful place. Our God is still good. Our God loves you more than you'll ever know. And our God is right there ready and willing to bless you with the power of the Holy Spirit. So on this day, on the day of Pentecost, I want all of us to be blessed with the Holy Spirit. Anybody need a blessing from the Holy Spirit? I sure do. We all need a blessing from the Holy Spirit. But we are also praying like crazy, friends, that you receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit 
so that every day of your life you know to hold on to your faith. You know to hold on to your God. You know to let yourself be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, nothing is too hard for you to conquer. And let's, friends, join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you, Lord. We turn to you, Lord, and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Fill this place with your spirit. Fill this place with your love. Fill, fill this place with your presence and with your power. Rush over us, Lord, with the power of your Holy Spirit. Baptize us all with the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless these young people who are affirming their faith that they can be blessed with your Holy Spirit so that they can get, it through, get through any trial in life. Give them strength. Give them faith. Give them courage. Bless us all with the power of your Holy Spirit. And we pray this all through Christ Jesus, and together we say, Amen.